7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabi Somosia. Okay, okay. You world champion, Arasville. <laughs> we're not world champions, but we are champions. No, you are world, world relays. World but uh, we're feeling happy, excited. Um, we came here with the, with the, with the goal of actually winning, but just making sure that we can compete at an international level and you know hold our heads. And I'm just happy for the guys. Happy that we are. We came here and we did the job. And you know I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. Looking forward to the guys and their rest of the seasons, the individual seasons. And yeah, it's going to be a good show in the Olympics. You had a very good, uh, a very very good. Uh the last few meters and it was very very close so when you came to the finish line did you did you knew you had it did you, did you had that feeling in your heart that you had it yeah i i i knew that i caught him i knew that i it was going to be close and for me i just knew that i ran really well in the conditions and in the cold and you know i saw like he like when we crossed the line it was dead you know and 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 i'm just i was confident when i crossed the line well then Akani, great stuff. Terence, I have to do it again. Sorry, uh, sorry you can tell me now. Uh, let's feel to be world champion. World relay champion. I mean, world champion, world relay champion, doesn't matter what. Ah, oh, it feels good, you know. I'm out of words. <laughs> no, I'm really happy right now, you know. We trusted the team. I came out with really good athletes to come out here today. We're focused on doing the job and winning, so we came out here and delivered. So just the next stepping stone towards Tokyo, so really excited for that. Great stuff. And you think your chance in Tokyo now is good now? You've got confidence now going to Tokyo. You know, I don't want to say too much about Tokyo. We're just going to let the let our feet do the talking on the track, so we'll have to wait for them. Well done. Thank you. And then just one more. Tell Again? Quickly. Yes, the last one. How does it feel to be the world champion? Uh, as I said, it feels amazing, and I've went through a lot the past four or five years, so to come back, to come back like this, and uh, win all relays, it's, it's an amazing feeling. Got an amazing team with you. I think your team was just amazing tonight in the cold weather. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, How did the cold weather affect you? Do you think it affected the team uh, a lot? The cold weather? I mean, we won, so. <laughs> well, that's. <laughs> it was, <laughs> well done, we, we, Yeah, uh, we're just... all proud of you, guys. We're all proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Okay, good evening everybody. Thank you for staying with us on SAFM and for joining us on SAFM Spot On tonight with me, Tabiso Musia. Katlecho Mudiba is producing the show uh, alongside Ben Rikhozo and Zelma Tribi is in technical. We've opened with a clip from our Heroes of the Weekend. That's the 4x100 men's relay team of Tando Lolo, Clarence Munyai and Akani Simbini, the captain. And they ran a sensational race in Poland coming from behind to Pip Brazil on the line to win gold at the World Relay Champs last night in a time of 38.71 seconds. And you might remember that uh, last Thursday we spoke to their team manager, Darnik Cornelius, and he was confident that these boys could do it. He's actually the one that was in interviewing them there in Poland, Darnik Cornelius. So it uh, looks like he's covering out a career there as a reporter also. And there was not a lot of pressure considering that they had already booked their ticket to Tokyo um, at the World Champs in Doha back in 2019. But boy, did they put up a show in Silesia, Poland last night. Well done.
If you haven't seen it, I've got that video, that whole race on my Twitter account and on my Facebook page at Tabiso Mosia, and you can see how impressive it was, especially that final leg from Akani Simbini. There, I think his split in that last hundred was nine point one eight. Obviously, he had a start because um, it's a relay, but it was unbelievable. But also, well done to Light Pillay, Zakitinen, and Ranti Dikale and Oscar Mavunda. They've also qualified for Tokyo after reaching the final of the four by four hundred meters, uh, where at one stage they were in the mix in the final, especially after a bright start by by, by, by Pile, followed by Zakitinene. They eventually finished fifth in the final, uh, but they are through to Tokyo after making the final. That's all that they needed. Um, unfortunately, our 4x400 mixed relays team could not get out of their heat, so they won't make it to Tokyo. But we'll speak to Athletics SA President Mr. Alex Kosana about the exploits of our team in Poland. They, they really made the country par- proud this past weekend. Still with running, We'll also speak to the winner of the SA Half Marathon in Kabeja, Precious Mashele. He won the men's race there. And Glendos Kaba, by the way, was the first South African home in the women's race. We were not able to get hold of her tonight, but Precious has been has been kind enough to speak to us this evening. And by the way, I have to add that there was great commentary there too from Manfred Seidler and Q1 Walker. We really enjoyed the, the work that they did in the commentary box there on top of the Radisson Hotel. But before all of that, we have to talk Bafana Bafana. After the latest confusion from Safa House, one day tell us that they've concluded with the new coach or the incoming coach. And then two days later, release another statement to say, no, they've not actually finalized anything. And they are slamming media reports that say they have finalized the appointment of a new coach, even though Safa had released the statement on Friday. And I can quote it, but... It's not necessary because it's there in black and white. The CEO, Advocate Debucha Mutlante, saying in that statement that they've concluded and finalized matters with the incoming coach. But on Sunday, when the media speculation went into overdrive to say Benny Makate will be the new coach, Safa then came back and said they still have to meet with the technical committee to finalize the appointment of a new coach. It's just been a mess here and the association hasn't covered itself in glory. They've really, it's been poor how they've handled this search of a new Bafana Bafana coach. I mean, I was doing an interview in Nigeria today with a TV station there and we are becoming the laughing stock of the continent now not only on the field but also off the field and we did put a call through by the way to suffer today they can't speak to us but all they could say was that they are confident that they will announce the new bafana bafana coach this wednesday but um we got to talk about how this process has been has has played out over the past couple of days. So that's what we're doing on the show tonight. You can send us your voice notes to 0614104107 or you can call us on 0117142006 at SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Okay, before we talk football, Chapter 2, there is no cricket today at the IPL. Uh, remember that two players from KKR tested positive. They were due to play RCB today. So because of them testing positive for COVID, they had to postpone that game. So the next match is tomorrow, Sunrisers Hyderabad and the Mumbai Indians and the IPL is still going on despite this uh, this second wave that has hit India uh, but the cricket's still going on it is unbelievable but and by the way in boxing if you did didn't catch it on Friday night Murutim Talane lost his IBF flyweight title we spoke about it last week he lost to Sunny Edwards who we had spoken to on the show he outclassed outsmarted outboxed Murutim Talane as Sunny Edwards and it was a well deserved win for the Englishman there but back to football now. Let's talk Bafana Bafana. And we've got on the line the, the sports editor of The Citizen who has written a column here about an article about what is happening with this Bafana Bafana search. And it's titled, What on Earth Are You Doing? It's an opinion piece, by the way. And Jonty Mark joins us on the line. Good evening, Jonty. Thanks for speaking to us on SAFM. Good evening, Tabiso. Good to be here. 
What on earth are they doing at Safa, Jonti? Because it is confusion <laughs> after after confusion. Why did you feel the need to write this opinion piece? Well, I just followed the timeline simply of the Safa statements that they've made since I think they announced that they, they said that they were initially said they were going to announce the new coach after the Safa National Executive Committee had met on April the 25th, I believe it was, um, only to cancel that announcement on the Friday before saying uh, that was due to COVID-19 travel reasons. At that point, obviously, all the speculation had Carlos Quiroz linked to the job. Um, it then emerged over the weekend that Carlos Quiroz actually turned Sarford down, it seems. Um, so they didn't have him. And then speculation, uh, as the week went on, turned very much to Benny McCarthy. My initial point uh, is it begs the question, why are you announcing that you're going to announce a new coach if you don't have a new coach signed? Because mm. clearly they didn't have Quiroz signed. Then we had all this stuff with Benny um, around him joining. There was a, a City Press article on Sunday that mm. said it's going to be confirmed on Wednesday. Um, and then Safa saw the need to issue an absolutely bizarre statement, as you mentioned, when their CEO had already said they'd concluded a deal, saying that, well, in fact, the implying that the the technical committee still had to meet with the um, Safa NEC, which sounds bizarre because as far as I rec- recall, they met already on the 25th of April as per uh, the previous announcement. So it's all very confusing. So I felt the need to put on paper that it just shows like it doesn't seem to be a clear line of communication coming out of SAFA. It all seems to be all over the place. And it's, you know, it doesn't reflect well, as you mentioned, on the organization. And you mentioned Carlos Quiresh earlier on. I mean, that press conference was cancelled the day before he was supposed or, be, or before we expected him to be announced as coach. And I guess we are right to think that he was going to be the coach because the reason given was that it was because of glo- global COVID-19 travel issues. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, it, but then the implication is, OK, well, they were going to announce him later in the week Yeah, but, because he couldn't travel. But uh, it seems like he just turned them down. Um, and now, of course, if you're saying for another reason it was COVID-19, well, and it's Benny McCarthy. Well, Benny McCarthy is up the road in Durban. And as far as I know, uh, we're not at that level of lockdown where you can't travel between <laughs> between provinces. <laughs> um, so I don't understand. And there's a lot of confusion in Zafa's statements. Um, and then they did it again, as we said, on Friday. We've concluded a deal uh, on Sunday. We haven't concluded a deal. It was almost like, and they mentioned also in the same press release on Sunday that they didn't deny that Benny McCarthy was going to be the new Bafana coach, mm-hmm. but they just said they didn't want to give the impression um, that they were derailing Amazulu's title bid. But nobody ever said they were trying to do that. Um, so that was also, I couldn't really understand why they came out with that either. Um, you know, unless there's been pushback from Amazulu, which is possible, uh, they didn't want it leaked. But in this day and age, situations get leaked all the time it just is what it is and i think safa would have been much better off just you know once they'd announced they concluded a deal keeping their mouths shut and either announcing it this week or not but they've really put more egg on their face with the statement they put out on sunday and i mean jointly you've been around for a while you've covered safa you've covered football for years now what do you think is going on here in your opinion um well i think it's quite clear that it's you know, I mean, they, they claimed they had all these offers. Uh, oh, sorry. Well, they did obviously have a lot of people wanting CVs. the job. Well, that, how many CVs to be so? I'm saying they claimed to have of, 200 CVs. 
200 CVs, right? So they obviously, they may have had a lot of applicants, but then it's a case of, you know, terms being agreed, money's being agreed. And, you know, often these coaches want to bring, especially the overseas-based coaches, they want to bring their entire entire technical teams with them. They want, you know, their people, which is understandable. Um, and it costs money. And I think for all the, there's a lot of um, talk from SAFA about how they have the money, but uh, from what they do and from their actions, it seems to me that they don't actually have the money to spend on a high-profile coach like Carlos Quiroz if they wanted him. Um, I mean, this is a guy who was coaching Iran, who was coaching Colombia, who's coached mm-hmm. Portugal, Real Madrid. So, you know, he's been around, um, and I don't think he would have come cheap. Uh, so I think that's probably got a lot to do with it. But I just think it speaks a very poor organization from the association. Uh, and they like, and I have no doubt that when they do announce a coach, they'll, whoever it is, they'll blame uh, the media. They'll say, well, everything else was just speculation, um, which I don't think is fair. And I think, you know, it's, it take, they don't, they don't ever take responsibility for anything though. So that's, you know, that's par for the course. You almost don't expect it anymore. Yeah, and that's why people are just not surprised anymore by what's happening. And let me just read you from the first statement on Friday. It says, Safa has finalized outstanding matters with the new incoming coach. The announcement will be made next week. We have concluded and finalized all the outstanding matters, and we will announce the new coach next week, said Safa CEO advocate Debo Mutante. All matters have been resolved, and what remains now is to officially announce him next week. And then on Sunday... We have noted various publications over the last week have reported the appointment of the new Bafana Bafana coach as having been concluded. I mean, I will leave it there. And then it says Safa has always <laughs> stated that they will submit their final recommendations to the Safa NEC and we will finally yeah. make the announcement once the process is concluded. It just doesn't make sense, Jonty. Yeah, you can leave it there. I mean, they said it was concluded and then they said, if you want the the, the piece I wrote, if you want the point of absurdity, the, the highest point, it's that. I mean, your CEO said a deal has been concluded, and then you say it hasn't. Um, so, well, what are you trying to say? You're just, you're just giving the impression that you don't know what you're doing, yeah, and that's the impression they're giving off, basically, yeah. by that. Yeah. Let's take a couple uh, of voice notes here. Let's hear. I mean, this mess that we find ourselves in, it just goes to show that our biggest problem is not necessarily the coach. But our biggest, biggest problem is with the administration of SAFA. And when we all read the statement of Mr. Mutlante, and now we are back to square one. It's pathetic, really. They need to, we can, we can appoint all the coaches in the world, but as, as long as we still have those people, the Danny Jordans and them, I, we're going nowhere. This is Umtiaranagai one. Uh, good evening, Tabison. Good evening to your uh, guest. It's Libra here from East London. Well, it's uh, quite disappointing that Safa is really, um, I, I, I wouldn't say dragging their feet, uh, but really taking prolonging this process, should I say. Um, I've just got two questions for your guest. Uh, the first one is who forms part of that technical committee? Who are the, the persons that sit on that uh, technical committee? And what is a technical committee? What is it and who forms part of it? And I would like to see Eric Tinkler coaching Bafana Bafana, personally, because he's the legend of the game. He has coached in our, in, in, in our country, knows our football style. So I would like to see Eric Tinkler. Yeah, 
Yeah, thank you very much, Tabiso, because we are now becoming a laughing stock and the qualifiers are around the corner. We need a local person who will know our players, not a foreigner. Thank you very much, Tabiso Libra here. Okay, thanks, Libra. I'll park that question for the for the technical committee because we've got another guest coming through. Uh, but, um, John T., how confident are you that a coach will be announced on Wednesday? Well, as we speak, I haven't seen any official broadcast from Safa with a press conference or anything like that. Um, they, you know, you've spoken to Safa. They say they're confident. Um, yeah. I... <laughs> I don't think we can take anything for granted at this stage. Um, I also saw a piece saying Amazulu uh, are going to offer clarity on Wednesday. So it might be that on Wednesday, Amazulu and Safa both confirm that Benny McCarthy mm-hmm. is going to be the head coach from the end of the season, which is what is being reported anyway. Um, so he will be able to lead Amazulu on their title charge mm-hmm. and see if they can uh, take over from Sundowns and it's been an incredible run anyway and he's done an amazing job and in my opinion he deserves to be Bafana coach um because he because he's a young ambitious coach i think he'll stand up to Safa and i don't think he'll you know i think Safa needs someone who 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 stands up to them and who is prepared to almost battle the organization um so i think he is a guy who i would pick uh it might well be that on wednesday that happens but <laughs> It still doesn't take away from the fact that this has been, as I do mention in my article, a communications nightmare of mm-hmm. contradictory statements and absolute nonsense leading up to the announcement, if that's what happens on Wednesday. And do you agree with the voice note that says Safa is the problem here? It's not even about the coach anymore. <clears throat> Unfortunately, I couldn't hear the voice notes, to be, so I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, he, so yeah. uh, I will have to, I'll have to go with what you said. Um, <laughs> certainly, for me, a large part of the problem is Safa. Um, yes. Um, I, yeah, I, I just think that it's not, it's not a very well run organization, certainly not in terms of the men's senior national team, which is the team that I cover for the most part. Um, and you know, there's constant issues, um, you know, and, and it's just, you know, like in terms of the communications they send out, they, they, it's almost like they want to control the agenda. Part of that statement on Sunday felt to me like they were upset at being scooped, which yeah. is a nonsense reason, which is an absolute nonsense reason for releasing a statement. <laughs> I mean, just let it go. Um, so I just feel like it, it's just, I don't know what they're doing. Um, and I don't know if, you know, and, you know, the, the leadership has been the same. It's, 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 you know, and I know that Danny Jordan has not always been the Safa president. He's also been in charge of the 2010 FIFA World Cup. He's been in charge of Patrice Montsepe's recently his, his uh, campaign for the CAF presidency. But I do sometimes still feel we need somewhere along the line some fresh, fresh ideas and, and something. Because also if you look at the, and I know the women's team have done well and the, the youth teams have also done well. I don't want to be completely one-sided here. We have qualified for the Olympics, two Olympics in a row. But I just feel like the decline of the men's senior national team is, is serious. It's It's been going on basically since 1996, since we won the Afghan. There's been a sl- slow and steady descent that can be traced. And, and you know, and it just feels like the same people are, are in control of the game. So I totally understand. I didn't hear that gentleman or lady's voice note, but I totally understand their frustration because it feels like, you know, nothing is getting any better. In fact, if anything, it's getting worse.
Yeah, John T. Mark, sports editor at The Citizen. Thank you very much for speaking to us. Do check him out on our social media or by the paper. Uh, you can also check out the, um, um, what, what are they called? Football supplement called Pagati. Always have breaking news there in Pagati, John T. Mark and his team. We've also got Velile Mnyandu on the line, SABC, a senior sports journalist. Uh, Velile, good evening. Thanks for speaking to us. Uh, good evening, Kaviso, and also to uh, the listeners. What do you make of what is going on at Safa? Two different statements over the past two days. I know you've been able to dig deep and probably find out the real reason for the second statement on Sunday. Yeah, look, uh, I think I've been on record before on this platform um, to say uh, one disappointment um, with us um, especially when it comes to Bafana, has been the coach searches, how they've been conducted um, in the past. If you go back and you look at the, I think in the last five to six years, you, if you remember, I think um, Sheikh Mashaba left in November 2017 and he was only replaced in May uh, 2018, you know, and uh, it was just on the eve um, of of, of of the Afcon qualifiers for 2019, and if you recall at the time, um, even Stuart Baxter, he had not, he was not even part of uh, the shortlist. Um, he just came from nowhere uh, to be on the shortlist. If 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 I can count for you the names that were on the shortlist at the time, it was the same Carlos Quiroz, uh, the same Javier Nat, the same Hugo Bruce. I think it was also Gavin Hunt, uh, also, also at the same time. In fact, the man who's um, uh, said to be the front runner now, um, Ben McCarthy. He, he was even appointed on a task team um, that was to oh. appoint uh, that coach. And I remember to interviewing him. I think we. I was there. Yes, we were there. Uh, there. We did the interview. Uh, Carlton Center. No, no. Um, somewhere in Jobek, like Edinville, somewhere. Yeah, uh, no, no, no. There's also there's another one. There's another interview. Time, so I think we did it. Uh, you were playing it on air. Backstation. Mm. Uh, yeah, mm, mm, uh, mm, we were, mm. were launching the Culling uh, Black Label Cup at the time. Um, <laughs> and you know, Benny being Benny said, "Hey, Stuart Baxter. Uh, I don't know because he was never part of the people who were looking at. He was shortlisted. You understand? Mm. You know. So, so these things." And they've been there in the past, and this has been the downfall, how we conduct the coaching searches. Um, so so for me, I am not entirely surprised with what is happening now, but it, it, it's so unfortunate. So if you want to see how these things get messed up from the start, they start here. What happened with Pizzo? Because last week we, 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 we were told that they were going for Pizzo again, trying to do everything that they can to get Pizzo. Then a couple of days later, he changed to Benny again. Yes, yes. In fact, uh, I also remember um, uh, hearing that um, uh, there could be an announcement. After the announcement had been postponed on mm-hmm. Saturday, mm-hmm. Uh, there could be an announcement. Because I will tell you my analogy of the whole thing, how it's happening. Um, and we're now judging based on what they said um, uh, after after they, they, they convened the first time uh, to say, there's five names, right? And these five names, from my understanding, Carlos Quiroz, uh, um, Pito Mosimane, uh, Hugo Bros, Benny McCarthy, and Mango Bamlut. In that order? I, I think so. Uh, so, 
Carlos Quiroz, obviously, after uh, that COVID global issue, <laughs> out, you know. Um, then the focus went to Pito Musumane. I understand that Pito uh, engaged in the technical committee and also even also had a chat with the uh, Safa president as well. And I understand that um, even Safa did uh, reach out. Uh, I think the CEO did reach out to um, the the agent of Pito. Um, yeah, so, and there was that discussion. And I think last, around this time last week it was promising, but I think the talks broke down um, during the course of the week, and then obviously it was out of the picture and there to move. So I think that's when now the engagement um, with uh, Benny McCarthy and also Hugo Bruce, because it's not only Benny McCarthy was interviewed last week. Mm-hmm. I think there was a virtual... Um, virtual interview also that took place oh. um, with uh, with Hugo Bros as well, you know. So I think that's where that's where we are now. Um, and I think maybe there there would have been a lot of pro- progress that was made uh, with Benny McCarthy or even with Bruce as well. But I think the dominant talk, uh, from how I'm seeing it, has always been this one um, of Benny McCarthy. But I think. There are just other issues uh, for me because if you look at this situation that we are in now, it's it's similar to the issue of uh, 2018 um, where Safa wanted Baxter, but Stuart Baxter was under Supersport United at the time, and Supersport was not really happy with how the whole thing was was handled, and and I understand that with Amazulu it's even worse because there's been no official approach to them. Um, until we saw some of the statements that we saw uh, this week. So you can imagine I'm your, I'm your employer and I'm reading all about this. And your management team has not said anything to me. Uh, and also officially you have not said uh, anything to me. And I'm your employer. And we must just continue if it's business as usual. Total disrespect to the president of Amazulu, a renowned yeah. and well-respected businessman too, in Mr. Sandile Zungo, but he's handled this with a great maturity and dignity, even though it seems like the talks have been happening behind his back. I've been trying over this weekend, Velile, just to make sense of the two contrasting statements from Safa to say they've concluded, and then the second one says, no, we haven't concluded, we must meet with a technical committee. Is it right to assume that maybe the statement on Friday was premature and they actually hadn't consulted with the technical committee uh, before releasing that statement to say that they've concluded with the incoming coach? Yeah, no, I think I think the statement was premature because, um, look, um, there's nothing wrong in going to approach uh, the people that you've short, shortlisted. Um, and, and, and my thinking, and my thinking, even if they sat with Benny and also uh, with uh, Hugo Bros and the, the management team, uh, maybe it's also to say, okay, uh, we've had these two this, this engagement with these two individuals, and then we are settling on them. And then, if it means that they have to go back to the technical committee and also uh, the NEC, because uh, remember, time so it is the NEC that appoints mm. and also fires the coaches. Mm. Um, so you can do whatever and say whatever, but at the end of the day, that decision will have to be ratified by the technical committee. So to release a statement without having gone through these steps, I think for me, uh, it was a, a bit premature uh, because it also gives now... Uh, and remember, you know, because 
we are in this South African space, you know, mm. and how also um, uh, the media and everyone around the game uh, is covering uh, football. Uh, it is that knows the approach that whatever you do, you know, the information is always there. They are not going to wait for you to announce, you know, mm. uh, there's going to be probing and probing and probing. So how you handle that area of communication becomes very important. So, so uh, that's why I'm saying maybe should have just been discreet and quiet about it. And also because Tabiso, Amazon were playing a crucial, crucial game mm. this past weekend. And and now you can imagine if maybe the mental strength uh, of the players was not really strong um, and the result went against them um, this past week, it could have been blamed on this. But fortunately, you know, um, I think also credit to Benny Makasi and how he's been handling this as well. I think even a few days before the game, he was asked about this, and he, his focus was solely um, on, 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 on the game. So my thinking is that uh, this issue should have been handled differently because we know that the technical committee is meeting again tomorrow, mm-hmm. from what I'm understanding. And then there's the NEC meeting on Wednesday, and the NEC is the one that makes a final decision, and that decision is final when it comes to the appointment. Um, but obviously now, obviously they will be briefed by the CEO because the CEO had been sent to, remember there was that NEC meeting that was held um, last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it gave the CEO the mandate. So now we have to report back and then uh, we should have an appointment this week. Hopefully. So if I understand you correctly, as we wrap up, there's a possibility that Safa could have spoken to the three candidates that were left on the list in Hugo Bros, in Penny and in Mangoba, and they could have agreed with all three coaches. And then they take their decision back to the technical committee and it needs to be approved by the Safa NEC. Yes, yes. That's, and then they'll pick a name from there. Yes, that's, that's, that's how it's, it's supposed to be. But uh, as we can see... Uh, everyone is reporting that it's 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 been so let's wait and see okay. let's wait and see but i can tell you i can tell you uh Disky times uh, it's got some very interesting stories around this tomorrow no it's fine you can tell us now ngululego was speaking to steven this morning so he's a friend of the station <laughs> my brother no 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 i'm saying we're running some very interesting stories um around this and maybe a uh, ben is uh, possible um and make up. Uh, in fact, the, when it was possible, um, a technical team, if he's, if, if he's appointed uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, this week. So, okay. yeah, so even going beyond uh, beyond the borders uh, of this country. Okay, Velile. <laughs> Maybe we'll get the paper and read it on air tomorrow. But thanks uh, for, that, uh, for, 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 for the update. Okay, 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 okay. Thanks, Vanilla Mnyandu, SABC Sports Senior Reporter. It's been messy, folks. There's no other way to describe it. The communication hasn't been great from South. And that's why I don't even want to talk about the speculation. Who's going to be the coach? Is Benny the right man for the job? We're not even there yet. Just the way that this has been handled, it really doesn't inspire confidence from the association. But anyway, uh, we're going to change now and speak about more exciting matters. Or, uh, Yeah, about more exciting matters. We're going to speak to the winner of the SA Half Marathon in Kabecha this past weekend.